What's Welcome up? Welcome, What's up? It is early in the morning, so we are Zooming, but... Um, yes, we're, it's, it's early. We're we've, still <laughs> sipping on our coffee. But we've got great quality, so head on over to YouTube to see our beautiful faces and the yes. beautiful face of our guest this uh, beautiful day. Tell us more about our guest. Oh my gosh. I am so excited about this one. So we have Katya Libman here today. Um, She's a holistic executive coach, intentional connector, advisor, and speaker. Um, She's the founder of KL & Co. and the co-founder of Hey Mama. So there's a lot happening here. Basically, she's a female entrepreneur's fairy godmother. Um, As she states on her site, Conscious change makers work with me to create and design the lives and companies they dream of. Mm. Um, so she's a voice for the experiences, challenges, and needs of entrepreneurial women. Um, Katya has been featured in Forbes, Women's Day, and more. She's been published in Today.com, Thrive Global, and She Knows. Um, we're just unbelievably lucky to be able to sit down with her today and pick her brain because there is so much to get into. I can't wait. So yep. without further ado, welcome Katya. Welcome, Katya. Thank you so much for coming. Yay. Thank you. Hi. 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 We're okay. so jazzed to have you here. Seriously. We're so, <laughs> um, so there's a lot to cover here. You are basically the fairy godmother of all entrepreneurial women. And so I want to <laughs> go straight to it. And um, to begin, I wanted to set the scene a little bit before all the business talk, because I wanted to know what was the image of womanhood that you had modeled for you when you were growing up and mm. how did that help shape your views of kind of what it means to find fulfillment as a woman in today's society? Mm, that's a good question. Um, my image of womanhood was really looking at my mother and my sister and of course my grandmother. Uh, we immigrated here when I was three years old from Russia. So we had a very um, unique experience growing up with you know, a family that really didn't have roots in the U.S. And so we were learning everything new. And I got to see my mother really like persevere and push through so many challenges, challenges that I could never even have imagined of what it was like to move to this country, um, Mm -hmm. you know, with two kids, not speaking any English, not really knowing anyone, um, and having to start completely from scratch. And I saw a woman that was... Um, incredibly powerful in her voice, her style. My mom has very eclectic style, very avant-garde. Um, I very clearly remember her taking me to like Daffy's and Century 21 and me begging her for a white t-shirt. Like, please mom, can I have a white t-shirt? And she's like, no, it does not from Italy. It does not matter. Like we are only getting like the, like she bought me a cow print blazer, like a mohair cow print blazer. And she was like, thought it was extraordinary. So if that just kind of encapsulates that, um, the image of a woman I saw was, um, bold and unapologetic. Mm -hmm. Um, but also just working against such a big system that wasn't really set up for her. And I felt like my mom really had to sacrifice so much for my sister and I to be able to pursue our dreams. Mm. Um, Yeah, I'll leave it there. But my sister is also really extraordinary. She's an entrepreneur. So my mom really kind of created this environment for us where we felt confident to just go for it. Even if we, even if other people told us we had no place to do it, my mom always yeah. instilled in us that we could not only do it, but be the best at it. And 
Well, with you said in your grandmother as well. So it was your mom, your sister, your grandmother. So it's just a very female centric yeah. family. Very female centric. My grandmother, um, she really never got to pursue the things that she loved. And she was very much a product of her generation. She had gone through World War II. Um, but her, her strength and her love, I think, really shined in a different way. And she, um, she's always been a big champion, but I never got to see her experience the benefits of, of really yeah. embodying that kind of um, new age womanhood. I think yeah. she, you know, she was just kind of really cheerleading us in that journey. Right. It's, it's That's great amazing. when I've always been so envious of people that grew up in multi-generational households because you get to, yeah. you really can track it. Like she, she made progress for her generation and then, but, but the most she could do then is champion your mom and you and your sister. And it's like, you can actually just see it tangibly when you're living together. Mm -hmm. um, Absolutely. What you, what you said about your mom with the blazer and the clothing and everything uh, made me think of one of my favorite aspects of you, your presence online and what you champion for women is you're always saying like, there's no reason that you can't be this and this. You, why can't you be sexy and a serious businesswoman? Why can't you be? And it's like all of these things that we are really told, we are essentially taught, like you have to, if you're going to be taken seriously, you're, yeah. you have to be this or that. And you can't, these things can't coexist in the same realm. That has to be a separate part of your life. And I love that you are just like, no, this is all who we are, like all these facets. And um, yeah, how do you, how do you reconcile those parts of yourself and bring and encourage women to just like have it be a part of the same life? Mm. That makes sense. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for seeing that. It's definitely uh, something I've been stepping more into. And I felt a lot of freedom and expansiveness happen when I stepped out as CEO from Hey Mama and I was able to start building this new company and I had, you know, no board, no investors, no one that reported to me, no one that I had to really be accountable for. And so I, I got to sit and play around with this brand and my self-expression and, you know, how this next chapter was going to be um, a different season for me as a woman. And I think what I felt personally is that the more embodied I am and the more authentic I am to who I naturally am, not just how I want to show up online or how I want to show up in this scenario, but taking in all these different sides of myself and letting them just be so like standing in that. And so my sensuality and my sexuality, I've always been really comfortable in that department. I've always um, really loved being in that energy, you know, mm -hmm. like, I can't quite explain it well, but it's that there's something like there's something really fiery and um, the just the the space that you get to create when you are turned on by life. Mm -hmm. That's what I, I actually put that on my last post. I'm like, I'm turned on by life. It's not just about being turned on in that way. It's about being excited and wanting to savor and appreciate and enjoy whatever is before you. And yeah. I think part of that for women comes from their sacral chakra. That's why a lot of my holistic coaching practice, it involves that too, because if we're shut off there, then we're not as creative. We're not as ambitious We're we're not asking for what we really want. And so until I really stepped into being able to ask for what I want in that arena, mm -hmm. then I saw a lot of things open up for me. So when I look at women that feel like they have to keep it very hidden and very separate, I feel like we are 
still um, trying to present ourselves in a way for others, as opposed to really looking at like what brings us joy, what makes yeah. us feel at home in our skin. And if you feel at home in your skin, wearing like over the knee boots and a little mini skirt and a hollow, you know, bustier and going out and talking about, you know, the million dollar business you're building, then mm -hmm. do that. Yeah. You know, because yeah. you people want to work with people that are in their body, like embodied yeah. and confident in exactly who they are and what they bring to the table. Mm -hmm. So it's a, it's a strength. It's a strength. It really is. That's such a, like a, a, an SOS moment. It's like a, it's like a perfect kind of embodying of like why we started this podcast of just mm -hmm. trying to basically get into that part of ourselves, trying to recognize the fire, the passion of doing something that you love and starting something with, with like-minded people, like-minded women, you know, where in a space, especially podcasting in a space where it's like so dominated by <laughs> men, um, yeah. as are a lot of industries. So yeah, yeah, I, I, I totally, I totally feel that. Um, and they were talking about, Hey mama, and I know you have a background in tech. So what was that shift like for you to start that and conceive it to, uh, start Hey mama? Yeah, I actually started Hey Mama when uh, my daughter was three and I had just left her father like a year before that. So I was mm. a single mom living in the West Village, working in tech, and I was still pretty young, like for New York City standards. I was in my 20s. Mm -hmm. So I I had this um, deep knowing that I would start a company one day, you know, like when you just know, yeah. you don't know when or how or what it's <laughs> going to be, but I knew I was going to start a company. And of course, for years before that, everyone's like your purpose, your purpose, find your purpose. Yeah. I was like, I mean, ready for my purpose. Where is it? Like, is it behind this closet? Like right. where, where is this purpose hiding? Um, <laughs> when I became a mom, I, I so felt real. so in my purpose because I had this other this confidence of what that experience brought me and, you know, for any moms listening or people that are mothering others in one way or another, mm -hmm. it was just such an overhaul of how I perceived myself, like the strength I had, the, the grit, the, um, the love, the capacity, the empathy, the patience, the time management, everything. It was like one skill after another. I was like, Oh, just by stepping into this role, I have up leveled my capability in so many ways. And so I think with that, I had the confidence and also the problem that I discovered was, you know, there wasn't a community for moms in business. There wasn't a community for working moms. It was incredibly hard to meet women when you were, you know, at the office all day. And mm -hmm. there was this whole new wave of, of women that were tired of someone saying you can't have a career and be a great mother and also um, have all these other parts of your life. Like we're dynamic, multifaceted, layered individuals. Yeah. Um, so there was definitely like, I couldn't not solve the problem, which is when I think people should start companies mm -hmm. is when they can no longer continue to go on without this problem getting fixed. Mm -hmm. And so that drive felt, that drive felt very clear. And I also had been like, oh my God, it's my purpose. It's here. Oh my God, it's here. <laughs> right. I found it. <laughs> I was like, this is amazing. Everyone, I have a purpose. <laughs> and also a kid, like, yeah. um, stop the truck, you know? And so the way that I am is that once I put my energy behind something, like it is happening, you know, I have a lot yeah. of, I'm kind of like a tornado of energy and I will bring things into this 
into my sphere. And I didn't know that then I didn't have that confidence as an entrepreneur, but I clearly was doing that. That's how you and Caitlin found each other. I believe (laughs) if you guys were listeners, you know, Caitlin uh, was one of our previous guests, we'll tell you, but that's how we got connected with Katya. But the two of you are very much like that. Just like, just draw. You're just like, you just described tornado of energy, but it's like (laughs) magnetism. Yeah. People in, in your same realm, you know? Thank you. And we're all magnets. I mean, we literally have iron within us. We were made of stardust. Like everyone has a magnetism, but Mm -hmm. when you are unclear about who you are, or you're trying to have, Oh, I'm, I'm this way with this people I'm this way with in this environment. And then I'm this, then you can't just show up at any point and be like, I'm Katya, no matter who I'm with, no matter where I am, the grounding presence that is me stays the same. And that's what I work with my clients a lot is giving them the radical self-love and acceptance and adoration and infatuation with themselves, mm-hmm. not from a place of, Oh my God, my shit doesn't stink. Cause all of our shit stinks. <laughs> uh, and that's the way it should be. Cause we all have mm-hmm. things we need to work on and we're growing from, yeah. but from a place of, if you don't think you're absolutely incredible and magical, why would anyone else? Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. I love that. And I was like thinking, I'm like, I have a lot of Gemini placements and I'm a lot of different, <laughs> I wear a lot of different hats and I'm like, damn, can that even like very yeah. much, uh, that kind of person. So it's so interesting to hear that kind of like recognizing yourself where you can show up anywhere and still be, I don't know, rooted and grounded and, and recognized for who you are and not having to put on some sort of mask for different people. Or just to be sometimes like a feel fragmented like version of yourself for exactly. different people or different scenarios. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not that different people don't evoke different types of energy for me, right? Mm-hmm. So if you're going to a PTA, PTA meeting, you're not going to show up the same way when, you know, mm-hmm. you're going um, out to dinner with your girlfriends. But mm-hmm if there are elements of your personality that really make you, you, you know, whether you're that make you feel most you, you shouldn't shift that for anyone. Yeah. Yeah. They get to adjust towards what makes you feel the most at home Mm. as opposed to us adjusting for everyone else. I love that. Which is, I love that. That, (laughs) that (laughs) statement for what women, that's what we, yeah, uh, that's 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 what we do. Like generationally. Yeah. That's just, that's what we do. We adjust for others. So this is, that's why we need people like you. You kind of answered, I mean, the next thing I was going to ask was how you started your journey as a coach and connector and advisor through KL and co. Um, I guess just like a little bit of how, why your transition from stepping back a CEO of Hey Mama and then transitioning into KL and co. And yeah, how you got into that really. Yeah. Yeah. I had to do some soul searching for sure, because I had this thing that I birthed and I had given everything to. And when I say everything, like I just, like I went full on into being a founder and, and giving Hey Mama, I think so much of my mental attention, Mm -hmm. even at the moments where I could have or should have, or, you know, would have wanted to be present with other things. I think what founders often feel is that they can never stop. They Mm -hmm. can never not think about it. They can never not prioritize it. And so I learned, um, I learned when I finally took a step back and I was able to kind of reflect, I, I saw how much spaciousness I had created and how much my stress and anxiety level finally kind of simmered down. And then what emerged was this 
level of joy and presence and creativity that uh, really, really blew me away. And from that place, I started to feel like every single advisory board I was on when I would work with the founders it was about so much more than just helping them with, well, this is how you're going to hit your number. And this is, you know, what I think about that deck, or here's the investor. Those are all really tactical things. A lot of people can help you with tactical solutions or strategies. What I found was missing and what a lot of women told me is that they did, they didn't know someone that could holistically support them in their journey. Mm-hmm. Everything from, you know, their spiritual practice to their sensual practice to how they were showing up in fundraising meetings from an energy standpoint and a mindset standpoint mm-hmm. to actually achieve their desires. And once I started getting into coaching, I felt like it was my um, my ideal form of deep presence because the, mo- the time I'm the most satisfied is when I'm just right there, like right yeah. now. Mm-hmm. We're all just right here. And it's mm-hmm. wonderful because we are not distracted. We're not looking at our phone. We're not thinking about something for four hours from now. Right. And when I started coaching, I was like, oh my God, this is my biggest dream. I get to work with women in such a tender, deep, open, vulnerable, present, loving, transformative way. And that's the job. And it's yeah. not occasionally I get to meet with people. <laughs> and yeah. then most of the time I'm sitting in front of my computer in right. my masculine right? It was stepping into the feminine. It was stepping into that unconditional love presence, abundance. And, um, I loved it. And that's why I started going deeper and deeper and kind of expanding and crystallizing what kind of coaching, what kind of coach am I, what kind of transformations are my clients seeing and how am I going to, how do I need to show up for myself every single day and live by and embody the values that I'm talking about Mm-hmm. so that I can authentically be the coach I want to be for others. Right. That That's I amazing. Personally, really, I really, really want to do your mastermind program. And mm-hmm. that's like, I don't make whole massive resolutions for myself each year, but I do have, you know, like a little list of goals that, and that is on there. Cause I'm like, this is something I want to do this year. Um, Same. So your mastermind <laughs> program is a one of a kind experience and it combines one-on-one coaching, intentional community building, group coaching, private and intimate support groups, as well as tools to shift your mindset and perspective when it comes to building your business and breaking through any stagnant energy. And um, can you share with us like what you think the most valuable thing is that a client will walk away with after that program? It covers so much. And so I can imagine, but I want to hear it in your words. Yeah, I think the most valuable thing a client is going to walk away with is like the deep, inner confidence and self-knowing around how they are building their life and their company is a part of that bigger life pie. Mm -hmm. It's like this, you know, it's this sense of, um, okay, yeah, I have this goal. I want to build this business. I want it to be X amount, but we don't often think about like, how do we want to show up through that process? Do we want to be kicking and screaming along the way there? Do we want to be like climbing up this like really hard hill and feeling like we're just making it over? Or do we want to be like aware and present and joyful and, you know, innovative and curious throughout that Mm -hmm. process? So um, the mastermind and and all of the coaching that I do, it, it really is mindset shifts consistently and an up-leveling in how you view your work, how you view the world, 
that allows you to bring in more of what you want instead of building based on fear and anxiety uh, and pressure. Mm-hmm. Is it, that well, is, I wanted to ask too, cause Alyssa and I are both, um, creatives and we're, so we are building our own brands. We're not starting our own companies, but it's very similar when it comes to like me pr- with my music and Alyssa with her acting. So can mastermind also benefit creatives like us who aren't, we're not building a company per se, but act, definitely actively growing mm-hmm. personal brands and seeking to connect on a larger scale and build a community yeah. around you and what you're doing. Um, you know, if it's not structured like a traditional company. Oh yeah. I mean, I think company is just a, a vehicle, right? Any person mm-hmm. that has, that is looking to build their career is doing so through one method or another. So you guys are building your own companies in some way. It's yeah. not, it doesn't have to do the LLC, S corp, whatever. That's just all right. terminology that we've created to make sense of it. Mm-hmm. But anytime someone has a, where they are today, and what they want to build as it relates to how they express themselves, how they bring in revenue to, you know, sustain the lives and the lifestyles that they want, um, or how they're making an impact in the world. To me, that's, that's where someone needs a consistent reminder of like, who are you? Mm -hmm. You know, why are you doing this? What is your real purpose? And how are you letting other things get in the way of that where it's going to actually put a shadow because of again, like, you know, judging yourself, trying to control things, being the victim, avoiding things that are difficult. There's all these natural behaviors that I feel like sabotage us. And sometimes when we're in them, because we're, you know, we're not with our parents every day, we don't have a lot of supervision. A lot of adults are, they struggle to break out of that Mm -hmm. and into a mindset that's actually going to help them have a more, um, exploratory approach to how they live their lives. And you could really see the difference. Yeah. That's amazing. Um, yeah. Cause I, I, we, me and Molly often talk about, um, what it's like to kind of move forward, living in your fear and anxiety and letting that control you. And it's been such a shift, especially in the pandemic. And I wonder if that's affected your business at all in a way of like seeing clients be more negatively or more positively (laughs) impacted by the pandemic when it comes to the, um, their confidence in themselves to start their life the way they want to, or maybe it's halted them. I don't know if you've seen that kind of shift since the pandemic started. Yeah, I think the pandemic's done a lot to shift our priorities and what we feel is important. And it was like a massive deep breath for people that maybe hadn't taken a deep breath in a long time. So Mm -hmm. it's like the energetic output. Like imagine if you're thinking about a big ball, you know, pre-pandemic, you remember how people were going out. Mm -hmm. You remember, everyone remembers. It was like, the pace of life was just oh my god boom 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 <laughs> and then we had this massive contraction mm-hmm. of energy of output it, it, we were there was a lot of collective pain and trauma mm-hmm. and that takes a lot of energy to process but just from like an actual sheer output standpoint it was a m- much less we were going out less we were connecting less we were some people weren't going out at all Some people Mm -hmm. didn't see other people. Mm -hmm. Some people completely took that as an opportunity. And actually it it probably for some people was such a blessing because for any introverts out there or people that weren't able to keep up and consistently Mm -hmm. felt like they were behind and not enough in that climate, it was a a kind of a 
uh, an opportunity to, you know, for it to actually feel normal. And then for yeah. other people, they were dying of lack of connection, of mm-hmm. needing, missing all those things. So it just depends on who the people were. But from a business standpoint, I feel like a lot of, um, a lot of us forgot what it was like to feel the energy of someone in real life, you know, yeah. to, to have the serendipity of just going and meeting someone and having things happen, like going back to basics. And, uh, I'm a very big believer in like looking at the signs and trusting the magic and, and following the yellow brick road so that you can get to where you need to go. Mm-hmm. And COVID just really had lost so much of that magic, you know? So it's like reminding people that you are the hero in your story. You get to create delight and fun while you build your career, that's not what happens when you build your career. It happens during it. It's Mm -hmm. not the destination. It is actually how it is like a core principle of how you Mm -hmm. do it so that you, the success that comes to you is coming to you when you're in your deepest, most authentic present self. Mm. Yeah. That is when we meet the people that are like, Oh my God, I want to work with you. Yes. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Doesn't even happen when, yeah. and relationships, like mm-hmm. when what you're describing, like when you're in that part of yourself, in that energy, you draw the things that are trying to get to you. Exactly. It's, there's exactly. Um, there's something on your site that you put um, a quote that I want to read. And then I want to ask you about, cause it really resonated with me. And I don't know anybody that I'm close with that hasn't felt this. So um, you said, you've seen others do it. You felt glimpses of what success and alignment look like but something is not clicking as it could across several areas of your world. And you're frankly over it. You have a great idea. Brilliant actually, but some days the pressure and weight of it all seems unbearable. So I feel like we've all felt that. Um, You just like, you're trapped inside yourself. Like I have, I know I have these gifts or I know I have this idea and it's just like, it's, it's stuck in there. Like I can't get it out. It's not translating. Something's not clicking. And in your experience, because I know that's the whole point of your coaching and your mastermind program and all of this, um, to work through that. And in your experience, what are the biggest contributing factors to, to us feeling like that? Yeah, I think one of the biggest ones is judging where we are. Uh, and a lot of negative emotion about being like, it's not right. Mm-hmm. I suck. I'm not creative. I'm not getting this out there enough. I'm not where I should be, you know, like, uh, look at this person they're over here you know like why aren't it's like when we are surrounded by that like very left brain we actually might be successful but we won't be happy because when we're motivated by that feeling of oh i really should have done this already and why can't i get any of my ideas out there like think about what a even that statement, you know, like the things that we say to ourselves, the thoughts, they actually like reverberate through our body mm-hmm. and through our cells. And so I, um, it's very easy for people to start telling stories. Then it starts off. Maybe one day you're saying it, then you might say it the next day and then a week later. And then guess what? A month later, you're not creative anymore and you can't get your ideas into action and everything yeah. that you thought becomes true. It's and so, so it's scary. How it's so true. Yeah. It's, it's, so it's, powerful. It's, mind. it's like a virus, mm-hmm. you know, like negative thoughts are like a virus. Like you either catch it right away yeah, or you let yourself feel it a little bit. And as women, you, you could say, you know what, is this fear irrational or instructional? Mm. 
Mm-hmm. Is this is this instructional? Because I've actually not been putting in the work, and I've been going to sleep at two in the morning and not yeah. eating well, and I'm not creative. Or if you're someone's, you know, really taking care of their bodies, you can you can tell a lot about how someone's taking care of their body, mm-hmm. right? If and typically when someone's taking care of their body well, that's because they matter, mm-hmm. and there's a big conversation of mattering for people. Do you matter? Do you believe you matter? And yeah. if you matter, then how do you how do you treat yourself when you matter? And then when you treat yourself well, it triggers your perception of yourself. Like, oh, I'm a person that takes good care of myself. Mm-hmm. I'm a person who takes good care of myself because I have pretty big, amazing ideas. And yeah. I have pretty big, amazing ideas because I'm doing big things. And then next thing you know, you start doing big things. Yeah. yeah. So it really the power is, of framework. It is like that. Like it's, it's boiled down. I was going to say it really is that simple. It's not simple at all because of how our minds work, but it really is that simple where it's just like, you just got to catch your own thoughts and decide like, yeah. okay, am I going to, which wolf am I going to feed? Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I exactly, which wolf are you going to feed? That's a great way to put it. And like when you said you have this idea and you want to get it out there, it might be, having someone next to you. Some people work really well collaboratively mm-hmm. and they need to have someone next to them. That's like, Oh, I have this idea. And the person's like, great, let it rip. Like, give it to <laughs> yeah. me. Okay. I'm taking notes. Dope. That's amazing. Like, I love it. Tell me more about that. You know, like facilitating your friends mm-hmm. in birthing concepts yeah. is so a core part of how friendship should operate mm-hmm. Yeah, it because is. Like when you're a, having a baby, you have a doula there. That's I was just going to say it's like a friendship doula. A friendship doula. Yeah. <laughs> like an idea doula. Like yeah, when you have doula. this big thing, <laughs> if it's stuck, then that doesn't feel good because you have this concept or, you know, thinking through, is it a, is it a tactical problem that I don't know how? Is it an actual worth problem that I don't believe I could? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and those are like two different paths that you could go on and get support. Mm-hmm. Also, you were... have more sex. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, always. Yeah, that um, that unlocks the creative really, juices uh, a lot. Amazing. Uh, <laughs> that's the episode title. That's also always the episode. Safe, conscious, loving sex. Yes. Yes. Exactly. Uh, Whichever kind you want, actually. <laughs> Amen. Um, actually, whatever you feel. Like. <laughs> Um, you were talking about uh, before about uh, judgments that people have before getting into something that will hold them back. And a lot of that, I feel like, is, you know, the anxiety of how to balance your life when you start creating the thing that you want and you think that you can't do both. So what do you think are the biggest misconceptions when it comes to work life balance? Mm-hmm. That's a great question. I think sometimes people finish the race before they even start. Mm. You know, they're just like, I can't do that, you know, yeah, because of this. And it's a belief, right. like no one actually has proven that it's true. Right. Mm. So I think that about beliefs, like, is this actually true or right. is this just what society and people, and I'm telling myself because I'm scared to go for it and fail. Yeah. So mm-hmm. that can happen a lot when, uh, but balancing is, um, it, it really is a matter of how, much are you willing to stay present in any given moment? Because when we think of balance, there's the time that we're spending working. There's the time that we're spending not working. And if the time that you're spending not working, you're thinking about work, 
and the time that you're spending working, you're thinking about what you're going to do when you're not working. That's when we're like, this is so hard to balance. And it's like, yeah, duh. Cause you're not actually doing anything a hundred percent. Yeah. Right. You know? Right. Um, have you ever seen the show discipline. Severance? <laughs> What'd you say? Have you, have you seen the show Severance? No. Okay. It's a, basically, <laughs> yes. Um, it's a show that, uh, it's amazing. It's on Apple. Uh, it's basically when you go to work, it, it's like this big tech company that developed this chip where when you go into work, you forget about your life outside of work. Oh. And when you get out of work uh, and you're back into your normal life, you completely the, you have amnesia about your work life. So you, it's like you're two different people. Whoa, and it, it, it's just a whole... Um, <gasps> Yeah, story about what that would be like to have that's complete cool, work life cool separation. But that's yeah, I, I feel like, I mean, I wouldn't want that because it's like I, I feel like that's what uh, I don't. I was gonna say I feel like that's what capitalism makes us, what we're supposed to want. But actually, we're mm -hmm. supposed to just want to think about work all the time, which is the lack of balance. But um, it's like you don't really want those separate worlds though because you want to just what we talked about earlier just be have a unified existence and just like I am this in all of these realms like I used to when Alyssa and I worked at a restaurant together before we got out of that and got into our creative world entirely and it really was like I felt like this is my fake life and this is my real life and I would just have to like create this division in my head with like, this isn't really who I am. This is what I'm doing right now. And 100%. then I started to notice, um, it started to creep. The line started to actually cross where it used to, when I first started serving, it was like, music is my real life. Serving is my fake life. And then after doing it for so long, it, it, I started, I was like, wait a minute, I feel like a fraud on my days off. And when I'm at mm -hmm. work serving is what feels like real life. And then when I'm at home creating, I feel like I'm faking it. And I was like, no, no, no. Okay. That's when I, we like started the podcast and we both got out of there. But um, yeah, that separation is dangerous, I think. Absolutely. And I, I think, you know, to clarify, it doesn't mean that when you're in the shower, you're not thinking about some great idea because right. great things mm -hmm. come to us when we're in the shower. But I do believe that sometimes when they're in the when we're in the shower, we just need to think about the way the water feels on our skin. Yeah, we just yeah. need to be able to look up and notice the way the drops are forming. We we need to be able to take a breath and just express like gratitude and deep presence, right? Because then we have these moments of like savoring. We yeah. have moments where we're doing something, but we're thinking about something else, or we see a friend and we're going to talk about what's inspiring to us. But people know if your work and your, your pursuit of getting to the end goal takes up so much of your mind space that everything is about that. That's mm -hmm. when you don't have balance, right. but when you can still carve out this deep, like mindful living, conscious living, right. You're cutting a cucumber and I'll do this. Sometimes I'll be cutting a cucumber and my thoughts will start thinking about something else. And I'm like, listen, bitch, you better cut this cucumber. Like just, yeah. <laughs> just focus on the cucumber. Look how cool it is. Like, look at like noticing the way that I'm cutting it so that I can experience the deep presence of feeling gratitude for the yeah. food, thinking about what's going to taste, you know, putting my love into it. Mm -hmm. Am I able to do that all the time? No, but do I definitely believe that having moments where we're not thinking about anything except what's in front of us and mm -hmm. how it sounds and tastes and is a richer life in my opinion. I love that. I was, 
so sorry, Molly. Um, no. I was going to say like, I, and I say bitch in the loveliest way. Oh, yes. to <laughs> oh of course. Um, we're on board. We yeah. Do that oh, yeah. Um, yeah, I definitely, I suffer from that so much where I'm like in the shower. Yeah. Or I'm cutting something and I'm just like on that. Like, I'm like, Oh, I have an idea. I'm like a writing, I'm doing a writing project with my friends and writing this whole show. It's, it has a mind of its own, but it, I get so many ideas all the time, but I don't know when to shut it off because I'm just like, if I shut off yeah. this train of thought, then I'm cutting myself off from a really great idea that's going to jump off of this next thought. And like, so it's like, how do you, how do you get to that set, that mindset of just like, no, being present is better, but then telling, maybe it's anxiety, telling your anxiety that like, it's okay. I will have this great thought. It will come to me when it does, but right, right now I need to be present. Yeah, that's an interesting question. I think that's kind of a battle of like, what are your priorities in that moment? You know, like, what does your body need? Does it mm-hmm. actually need the rest to have better ideas the next hour? Mm-hmm. Like if you actually give yourself the deep rest and nourishment and presence you need and your mind needs a break. Mm-hmm. So with creatives, it's like there's endless ideas. And I can imagine for someone that's really creative, that there's never a dry spell because the well just keeps going and going and going and going. It's not an idea problem. It's an execution problem. Right. It's say, how do I actually take yeah. this idea and make it happen? You Ugh. know? And so... And so like, um, dump it out. You're like, you need to like milk your brain. <laughs> essentially, you actually may need a break. You you'd yeah. have to you'd want to do some real de- like awareness is such a beautiful skill. Right. And like really conscious awareness, like you could monitor yourself over a given day and just mm. say, well, am I really giving myself the break to not think about creation? Because if you're thinking about creation, you're not being mm-hmm. you're creating And that's, I think the missing part is like, where does the stillness, the boredom, the, I'm not doing anything that I'm just right here. Like, remember when you were growing up and a friend would come over and you would just sit outside on the stoop and you just, just be. And I think as human, human beings, we're more like human doings (sighs) and we get a little bit unhappy because we're, what happens? You start thinking about creation and then the next thought could be anxiety about getting the creation down on paper. Mm, yeah, oh my God, exactly. I created this. <laughs> I have to write it down. Oh, yeah. oh, then I have to do that. And then I have to tell my friend because we're doing this together. And then it's like all in our masculine, right? Yeah. Because it's like planning, doing, figuring out. It's exhausting. Oh, interesting. <laughs> it's in your masculine. Oh, I interesting. Like, um, it's, so it's a blend. It's, it's, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I started... Um, which it sounds like the exact same practice, what, what you're talking about with the cucumber where, cause I noticed there's so many things that I was just like doing to get done, like to be done with it already. Even driving, yeah. like if I'm, if, if you're on your way to an appointment, that's one thing, but I'm going to the grocery store. I have nowhere to be at any time. And I'm like trying to see if I should get into this lane. And I'm like, wait a minute, no. <laughs> I'm in no rush. Like, why don't I? And I started, um, I, I hate, well, I say I hate doing laundry, but really I just hate putting the sheets back on the bed. And so I was like, yes. oh, this is like the, oh, I don't want to, I'm just doing it the other night and I'm just like trying to rush through it. And I'm like, for what? I mean, it's gonna, what I'm going to, why am I going so fast? And then I just, now when I'm doing something, I'm like, tell myself, and it's so simple. It sounds really stupid, but uh, while I'm doing it, I'm like, this is what I'm doing right now. Mm-hmm. This is what yeah. I'm doing right now. Like I am putting yeah. sheets on the bed and then it's like, okay, make the <laughs> corner all nice, but it really just slows me down. And I just remind myself, doesn't matter what I'm drying the dishes right now. And then I will 
go in there and do whatever I'm like hurrying to get through to go do. But right now I am doing this and it's like a constant reminder, but yeah, I find myself, I get caught up too. And then I have to be like what you said, like this cucumber bitch. (laughs) (laughs) We are on a podcast right now. We are doing a podcast. Yeah. Right. Right. That's all we have to do. It's just right now. Yeah. I know. I agree. Yeah. Um, and we have the moment in front of us and the person before us, you know, and we definitely get lost in our heads. Yeah. And that, that is, I think the biggest battles that people face. It's not like a lion or a tiger or starvation, luckily, or hopefully for most of us. Um, it's really just this internal knives that we place on, yeah. mm. on what we think we should be doing or how we think we should be living. Mm-hmm. That, um, so in your, coaching now um what I guess kind of dove into this but I'm sure there are more things like what what do you find are the most common obstacles that women face or that they express when it comes to navigating the business world um in in the way that it's structured right now I know a lot is changing there's a, a lot more women in you know CEO roles and as founders and this and that but it's still not a world that's built for us so yeah what do you find yeah, absolutely. Um, I think that the women that I've seen have been struggling with, um, I think the lack of funding for female founders is still mm. a huge problem. And right now, overall, the market is kind of shaky. So uh, it's just a very, it, it's been um, the fundraising journey ha- was not set up by a woman. And the number of women that are cutting huge checks at any one given time, just with um, the disparity in wealth, I think, is still something that is um, fairly patriarchal. So I've seen that be a very big challenge that female founders that are fundraising are going through. However, there are definitely founders that have been very successful and continue to be. And for anyone listening that's going through that process, like I firmly believe it just takes one person to really, really believe in you. And that person is out there. There's never been a greater time where people are creating wealth in different ways on their own terms than right now and looking to really get behind great companies. So do not get discouraged. Um, I see women come to me that want to strengthen their uh, self-confidence. Mm-hmm. Um, they're really a lot of sacral, uh, sorry, a lot of uh, solar plexus work. Like mm-hmm. they might portray confident, but deep down they're still really up against people pleasing, doing what other people expect of them, making sure that everyone else is good, putting everyone before themselves, um, not feeling fully expressed. Right. Mm -hmm. So that definitely comes up a lot. And I think that, and spiritually, because I, I have found that this, this sense of, um, safety is what people really crave. Mm -hmm. And we are taught that we are going to get that safety externally, right? When I have this much money, I'll feel safe. If I'm with this person, I'll feel safe. If I have this around me, but the deepest safety comes from ourselves and our connection to something else, in my opinion, Mm -hmm. and feeling held within our bodies and within the universe and within, you know, whatever divine power you believe in feeling safe there Mm -hmm. is a a growing experience. And so I work on, um, practicing that myself and also helping the women I work with just understand that they have access to something bigger than themselves 
at any yeah. time and they have to choose into that. They get to choose into that. I'm so excited for when I take the mastermind class. I'm just like, you know, everything you say, I'm like, yes, guru, tell me more. Um, but guru in the beret. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, yeah. Um, but before we let you go, we want to talk about like the avenues that you want to lean into as you move forward. But you were also talking about something amazing, the seven pillar love. So if you want to talk to us a little bit about that and like yes. other things that you're excited oh about, please do. Seven pillar love makes its um, podcast debut. Um, yes. I'm so excited for this work. Um, my partner, my my boyfriend, um, <laughs> I told someone that I, I call him my partner and they're like, that sounds like a business partner. I'm like, no, he's <laughs> oh, no, no. Um, <laughs> my person, um, we, since we've met and we've kind of, we came to each other both through previous relationships that didn't work. He was married before I've um, you know, called off engagements. I mean, we just, you know, your Instagram before you go it, like everyone needs to follow you because uh, your story, like little stories as a couple and the things it's like, it's so uplifting. It's so entertaining and uplifting. I love it. Sorry to cut you off. Oh my God. Thank you so that. much. So you go should follow. see the, the video I posted today. Okay. Um, that's funny. I just, <laughs> I, I give him a hard time sometimes, but we, we very quickly saw that we, the way we were building our relationship felt special. And there was something about the rituals and the practices that we were doing and the foundation that we were setting up that felt really solid. People would meet us and be like, Oh, how long have you guys been married? Like 10, 15 years. We're like, no, we're going to get it for four months. Wow. What? That's crazy. <laughs> you guys have the knowing. So we're now heading on our 10 month anniversary is, uh, in a week or something like that. So it's, Aww. it's crazy, but, yeah. but the, the foundation and the love and the trust and the intuition, like mm -hmm. when you're with someone that you continuously work on your intimacy and relationship. Now when I say intimacy, I don't just mean sexual. I mean, really this deep presence, this deep listening, Mm -hmm. Um, and these different practices that you can do to really connect with someone and understand mm -hmm. them because the ideal is that when you're sitting next to someone, I mean, words are just, there's just one small way that we communicate, you know, but really we're communicating with our energy, with our yes. bodies. Yes. And so that's what seven pillar love is. It's, a. Uh, it's the company overall is really on a mission to help. I call it company. It's just like, we've started to do some workshops, but that's me. Yeah, I'm just like the mission yeah. of our, yeah. <laughs> that is a company. Um, yeah. <laughs> there's no LLC yet, but whatever. It's a vehicle for couples to build intimacy and connection that is long lasting. Mm -hmm. Because everyone that is in a relationship now, whether they've made it through COVID together or they're starting or they're 20 years and they want it to last, you know, the divorce mm -hmm. rate is still through the roof and you see so many relationships that don't make it, you know, mm -hmm. people get disconnected. They stop, they stop caring. They stop giving each other the benefit of the doubt. They stop feeling like mm -hmm. they're in love anymore. Right. Oh, that's just in the beginning. And then it all gets worse. And then you, mm -hmm. you know, we all heard the narrative. So yeah. it's just like the narrative around love and relationships, I think is ready for an overhaul. Yeah. And there are couples out there that are not willing to, to just 
give up on their relationship. They want to continue to opt in. And so it's, it's right now it's a workshop that we're doing. Um, we take everyone through like a two hour breathwork intimacy touch experience. Mm. Um, and it's really cool. People leave feeling like, like the butterflies, like they Mm -hmm. leave with that really yummy present feeling. And that's what we want is, is to continue to do that and to continue to surround ourselves with other couples that are, and witness people in love. It's so beautiful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. We need to see that more. Oh, yeah. God, I love that. I agree with that <laughs> for sure. Yeah. This, like people think there's so much talk about like finding your person getting in that relationship, at, but mm-hmm. it kind of, the discussion it oftentimes stops there. there. Yeah. And it's just like, okay, but if you don't consciously every day choose to grow with this person, yeah. You're going to both evolve no matter what. So you, if you don't choose to do it together, it just happens. Sometimes it's happened. Like I have a really good friend who got divorced for no, nothing. Even if it was nothing happened, like no one cheated, nothing big happened. They just grew into different people and it just happened under their nose. And he was like, well, I just, yeah, I don't know. We just stopped. We just started. If you don't, if you don't make that conscious effort together to continue to like exist in that way, as a couple and know each other that intimately, you don't just know each other that intimately once. And then you know each other that way forever, because we are always changing no. I'm a different person. Yeah. I'm going to be a different person in three hours. So I don't know. hundred percent. A lot of people think that you just can just like, Oh, I got yes. my person. Yeah. It's if we so did this true. podcast this afternoon, completely yeah. different results. <laughs> Actually, let's I started like three too. businesses by the end of this interview. <laughs> um, I, I really, um, my heart is so full from doing this work. It's really yummy. It's really needed. I think people are really excited. We're still in the early stages of figuring out how it's going to get created. But if anyone listening is like, Ooh, I want to bring this experience to my community or my, you know, I want my partner and I to do it, or I want to create a weekend retreat. Like we're still very malleable and flexible. We just want to um, help people connect more deeply to themselves and each other and travel the world and do that. And um, that's all. It's really that simple. um, Does seven pillar love. Do you guys have an Instagram set up yet? We do. We have an Instagram. I have a splash page. So sevenpillarlove.com all spelled out seven pillar love on Instagram. Um, My company Instagram is Katia Libin. My personal Instagram is Katia's life. And if Mm -hmm. you are a mom looking for community, please check out Hey Mama because that community has given me everything and um, it's still so needed and wanted and, and um, powerful when you are in that stage of your life and you really, really, want to surround yourself with other women. So yeah, those are just like a gajillion of my Instagram. Yeah. We're <laughs> blasting them everywhere. And also, um, you have, so on your site, um, you can sign up for updates on your website as well. And that's where people, uh, can sign up for mastermind. Correct. So on the they can website, apply. Yeah. So I'm apply. crafting the group now I'm thinking April is going to be when we're going to launch it. So I'm really getting okay. the, a really um, powerful group of women together. It's only going to be six to eight women. So you're going to get to know them super well. It's mm-hmm. going to be like raw and powerful and we're going to end it with a spa experience in New York city. Oh my God. So oh, yeah, that's you don't want to oh miss this. Is it one time this. a year? Is it just a one-time thing or is it a, re- you're going to recur? 
Is it going to be recurring? I'm going to do them regularly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm going to do, uh, I'll probably run this group like once or twice a year. Okay. It's a five yeah. month program. So just to oh, give you okay. a sense. Okay, cool. Oh, amazing. Okay, yeah. So we're we're gonna be. I wish I was in New York. <laughs> I know, I know. Well, you let's get my sister together. Let's do an SOS. Yes, we should. Wait a minute, We should do that. Okay, I'm gonna. When we get off here, we gotta. Do you see what the magnet tornado does? Especially with us. Tornado. We are. We are like. You know debris in the tornado <laughs> we love to get carried away we like to get Stardust. carried away yeah, yes it's, it's 100%. Yeah, exactly. um, thank you so much thank, thank you, you so much for yeah. coming on i'm glad we finally made this happen we had some reschedules and but i think that everything happens exactly when it should so thank yeah, you so thank much thank you so much i couldn't agree more thank you so much you both have such a light and a magic thank you Aww. for the podcast that you're creating in this space and this openness and um i just can't wait for what's to come for you both Ah, oh, she's so great. <laughs> she's amazing. Oh, so inspired. It makes me want to move to New York even more. So I could be around. I know, her. I know, but it's so cold. I know, I know. Um, honestly, that I, I love these kinds of episodes and interviews because for women, especially, like there's so there's still so far to go mm-hmm. for us to have the world be made for us the way that it has been for men. So people like her doing this work is incredibly important yeah I'm I'm so inspired by her and it's just it's so incredible like the reach that she's been able to have and how many people she's been able to like um connect with yeah um yeah, yeah uh I hope she comes back on um I know great me combo. Too. I hope you guys enjoyed it um we have a little shout out a little nonprofit, women with voices and and Correct me if I'm wrong, Katya recommended yeah, this. Mm-hmm. Perfect. Women with Voices. Founded in New York City, Women with Voices is registered nonprofit that provides a platform of support, guidance, and resources for all women for all walks of life. They offer various services, including but not limited to workshops, networking events, wig donations for women with cancer and hair loss, illness, counseling sessions, online support, and social media platforms. These services unite, support, inspire, empower, and uplift women in order to create a stronger, more unified community. Their programs include fempreneurship and financial leadership initiative, mental health initiative, sexual liberation initiative, immigration initiative, and the family initiative. So to learn more, visit womenwithvoices.info. That's such a good one. It covers everything. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we are on IG and Twitter at the SOS pod, follow us, um, on any streaming site that you can get your podcasts, Apple podcasts, Google, um, iTunes, Spotify, YouTube. I don't know if I'm repeating myself, but we're also on Patreon. Um, you can support us for $3 a month, $7 a month or $11 a month. Um, and yeah, I'm Molly Cottrell. I'm Melissa Rosano. Here's to turning meltdowns into magic.